we understand that even if we don't have the best cars or the best sport, we still can leverage it by our technologies. Hi, welcome to the Halftime Snacks. My name is Ronen Einbinder. This show features the stories of talented people working in sports. Are you ready? Let's go! features a lecturer and an entrepreneur from Israel who's promoting the sports tech community through Israeli technologies. He was a basketball player for Apoel Jerusalem and he's been a referee of professional leagues including wheelchair basketball for the last 11 years. Currently, he's the country manager and head of knowledge at Coliseum Sports Innovation. There, he leads the group's education activities, assists startups in the field, organizes sports events, and delivers education programs to sports executives and professional players. He's also the head of sports tech management program in Wingate, which is Israel's leading sports institution and the lecturer of the sports entrepreneurship course at Ben Gurion University. It is an honor and a pleasure to host him on today's Halftime Snacks. Ladies and gentlemen, Tomer Yehudayan. Hello, hello Ronan. Hey man, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Happy to be here. It's great to have you on the Halftime Snacks, Tomer. And I want to start off by talking about how you got to where you are. Looking back, back at your past, what are some of the critical moments that made you realize that there's a huge area of opportunity in sports technology? So I will share with two stories. The first was 2014. I was in the World Cup on Brazil. And I had a ticket for Brazil against Colombia in Fortaleza. And I have a ticket for the bus, like, you know, there was the shuttles and we wait for the shuttle and it was a huge mess. And then you know, many people just start to walk through the stadium and we walk there. It was really uh, long, but really funny. And a lot of people in the middle serve you a uh, cerveza. So it uh, was an amazing uh, atmosphere. But when you thought about this, mega event and about transportation you understand there is a pain and every place that you have a pain you also have solutions and the second story was two years ago i officiate uh, i'm a basketball referee as you mentioned and there was like less than second on the clock it was a very tight game one player shoot a three throw and player from the same team jump for the rebound take the rebound put the basket and uh, it's supposed to be overtime. So I talk with the other referee, I ask him, do you think he jump on time uh, before it's the ball touched the ring or not? And he told me, I, I don't know. And it's not top division. We don't have the VAR, we don't have the camera. So you just go with your intuition. So the general agenda is go with the uh, attack and we approve the basket. The same team win on the overtime and later, when we look on the video, we saw that this was unlegal basket. But it's exactly kind of the places when technology can help humans to have a better decision. Man, I'm sure that you weren't able to sleep for a few nights after you gave the victory to <laughs> the wrong team. 
But I agree with you, man. I think that when it comes to pains, uh, pain also equals an opportunity. And it's great that you're able to see it that way. And I want to know your take about Israel as one of the leading countries in sports technology, in technology itself, on the startup nation. The sports tech nation is also known as. I want to, t I want to know what do you think about it? What are the reasons why Israel is one of the leading countries in all of these areas? So there are many variables, like why Israel have such a strong high-tech industry. One of them, of course, is uh, that we have luck. When, when we didn't have uh, water, we found a new technology, how we can uh, take the water from the sea. And we see it in every different sector. Take, for example, the automotive. So in Israel, like 40 years ago, there was one car. It's called the Susita. It was very, very bad car. There was a joke, the camels in the desert will eat the car. And still today, we are one of the strongest country around the automotive. We have Waze, we have Movit, we have Mobili. And why that? Because we understand that even if we don't have the best cars or the best sport, we still can leverage it by our technologies. And in Israel are really amazing brains and people that came from all other, all over the world and huge corporation that decided to put their R&D centers here. You can see Intel Sports, you can see Nike and this only in the sports world, of course, in other sectors. And the reason that the people here are very warm, it's easy here to talk with the CEO and to connect things and you see the co-working place. I used to work in one of those before the COVID and things moving so fast and something in the DNA of the country and the values of the tech world are similar. Um, and that's in tech in general. And in sports tech, until a few years ago, it was one company here and there, uh, but I have an honor to be part of Coliseum Uh, one of the most active sports uh, community, uh, sports group that in the past three years um, promote many activities. And our agenda is the sports tech nation because the sport in Israel, we have only nine medals. We had only two players in the NBA, you know, we have Danny Avdia, but we want to see more medals. We want to see more players. We want to see better team for the national team And we really, really believe that through the technology, we can improve our sport and the sport in general. Man, I love that. I want to ask you if you think that the army, since in Israel is mandatory to go to the army when you are 18 years old. Do you think that the army is kind of one of the reasons why Israelis have developed a mindset of Uh, coming up with solutions, coming up with technology, coming up with things that will fix, as you mentioned, the automotive industry. There's also innovations in agriculture, in security. There's there's so many things that have come out of that. So I want to know if you think that the army is the reason why Israel can lead in these areas of innovation. Sure. The army generates two things, the technologies and brilliant brains. And you see some of the startups in the sports industry that come from uh, army technologies. You can see 
for for example, a cognitive training application that today soccer can train with kind of a simulator that starts in in the army for pilots, and now it's uh, for soccer players uh, in Telegym, and you see it in many other places. And yes, the fact that young people, 18, 19, 20 in Israel, are in a way thrown to the deep pool and then they need have a lot of responsibility and a very intense three years, it's generate all, uh, it generates everything. And then we go for traveling, I travel in South America, some people for the East, and you see the world and you back and you ask, what is it, my place? And if the same people that ask what is their place after they see the misery, the pain, and they have the passion, and you see the people that combine it with sports, because I think that's what all what uh, unite us, they just go and do it. And they already have the connection. They already know they're capable. We have luck that we really in country that a lot of possibilities are already here. Yeah, man, I think that's, a pretty unique characteristic about Israel and that's why people there think about innovation the way they do and I love that and I want to switch over now a little bit to talk about how you've become this educator of up-and-coming talent in the sports technology space I want to ask you specifically what are the main goals of creating a education program or how do you strategically think about educating the emerging and talent that is going to lead Israel's sports industry in the next 20, 30, 40 years? When you look on the future of sports, you understand that you must to have the leaders that manage the sport, that manage the technologies. 50, 30, 10 years ago, the manager, the coach was mainly have his uh, stomach, he feel go right, go left, this player will stay on the court, this go to the bench. But nowadays, the big difference is the data. And when you have the data, you have the tools, all the mindset, all the tools, all uh, everything that um, drive the decision making for those sports leader have changed. So the future managers, the future coaches need to understand that they have new tools and new technologies that can help them. And what's happened in many organizations, and you saw it on FIFA and you saw it in many other places that I don't want to insult anyone, but they have those dinosaurs that thinking in the old thinking and they have a lot of uh, maps of interest that they don't want to change things. And this is the place the innovation stuck. And when you have new and uh, new generation of managers that speak the the language of tech, speak the language of entrepreneurship, there were things happening. And some people thinking, okay, but I'm not Real Madrid, I'm not Barcelona, I not have the price to use this tech. But no, look for example on Apoel Catamon. Apoel Catamon. I'm from Jerusalem, born and raised and is a, now it's called Apoel Jerusalem, a um, small company from the second division. One of their manager was very open to innovation and he helped for one entrepreneur to start to put the, his 
data uh, company over there. Now it's Zone 7 and they help teams in the state, in the La Liga, to reduce the number of injury through very smart uh, models. So it's not to be the technical guide, it's not to be the engineer, it's to understand, to understand the language, to understand the need, what, what is the challenge, what is the technology give to us, and through that, um, connect those people. Because you speak about uh, the programs, now we're gonna launch a sports executive program, and we took people uh, head of innovation from Under Armour and from the IOC, and even a player from Lyon that really have those challenge. And if you do something right in Italy or in Spain, it's always good to share. It's always good to know uh, what's happening in other places and how you can create this mutual value. Man, that's awesome. I can hear your passion towards your words. I know you're very passionate about sports and technology, and I love that. And I want to know how are you guys in Coliseum, which is one of the leading, if not the most important company leading innovation in sports. How are you guys building the future of sports? What is the strategy? What is the mindset? We just try to make it easy. We just want it will be easy for you. And if you are a coach or manager to find the right technology, we want to help you to implement the technology in your organization. We want to make it easy for you to find the right people that can help you for the project. We want to find to our student and in general for all the passionate for the sports industry uh, to find the jobs and to create those jobs for them. Um, and if I break it for like three main verticals of Coliseum, so first of all, we are a community. We have a one-all event two months ago. We had more than 2,000 attendees. Lance Armstrong, the head of sponsorship of Coca-Cola, and much more. And we do also small, small events from the Tel Aviv Marathon, demo days, and much more. Uh, we have annual reports, and we want to share uh, the knowledge that people that want to learn more, it will be easy for them, and they don't need to go and check in uh, 10,000 articles. And then we have our three verticals. The first one is the data. We develop um, Winnerize. It's a data platform that you can find more than 3,000 sports tech startups, and you can find communities, events, and much more. And then we have a consulting, and we do it for the startups and for the organization, and also, of course, uh, connect them. And the third thing, and this is my department, is education. And in the education, and as you mentioned before, we did an amazing program with Wingate, 180 hours around sports tech management, esports, smart stadium, asset development, how to build your own startup. And so that's for the student. We believe that the athletes in the center, and one of the most sad thing about the industry, that after 30, 35, they're just finish uh, the sports career and then they become coaches or something. So we developed this special program for players that they can bring them closer to the tech world, to the media world. Uh, we took them to um, a lot of tours on the startups. We have a part about the financial 
and about how they can build their own brand. And I'm happy to say that two of the main goalkeepers, and I must say it low, but start to promote project with Intel Sports and about future activity that how the way that we're gonna watch games in two to three years and affect by those players that on the field and can help to Intel and Intel can help them to develop their career. So for us, sometimes it's really clear, but no one did this thing before. So to connect the things, to share the knowledge, to uh, help the people and in the end to make those um, to, to, to create this value that we hope we also in the national level will help Israel and it will take 50 to 100 years, but maybe to be a sports nation without the tech in the middle. That sounds really ambitious and I hope that we'll see that in our lifetime. I want to ask you, what is the uh, segment of sports technology that you are most excited about and that you're most interested in? What do you look forward for the most? So, of course, everything to take the human being and to see how you can create this super ultra human being is super interesting. Um, but now, as we know, after the COVID, most of the sports, like uh, the asset development co company, uh, say, like telling me, look, no, no one care about us. People only care about the fans. People only care about the money and the professional sides for this time, it's a bit more problematic. Uh, but I just uh, had a really interesting conversation with a friend of mine that helping for the eSports national team in Israel to improve their, um, to, to, to improve all the data and all the process. And now even Garmin have a new watch for gamers. So I think uh, everything regarding to the brain and now we hack the brain for the sports uh, is the area there is a lot to learn and to understand. That's awesome, man. I'm also looking forward for that. And you know, since we're running out of time, I want to ask you a more personal question, and that is, who is one person you admire in the sports technology space and why? So first of all, huge respect to Oren Simonian, our founder. He used to be a soccer referee and established the um, Innovation Center in Tel Aviv University. And he is the one that uh, um, founded the Coliseum Sport. Uh, but if I look on one specific person here in Israel, I think one of the brilliant mind is Miki Tamir. Miki Tamir is the co-founder of Pixelot, Trek 160, uh, TV, uh, TVT, and other companies. And this guy really know to recognize the opportunity and to build huge company. And uh, so, and I hope to see more people like him that really change the spot in general, not only in Israel. Miki Tamir, if you're listening to this, we want you on the halftime snacks. It'd be great to host such an icon. And that was a great conversation, Tomer. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find us on LinkedIn, um, Coliseum Sports. I have also a Facebook group, uh, Sports Tech Lovers. 
um, it's mostly in Hebrew right now, but of course uh, in general, and we have all from Instagram to, to Twitter. Um, I really recommend uh, that you check around the sports executive program. It's gonna be soon and it's for sport executive, a great place to know people and also understand the industry. Awesome, man. I think that's a great place to wrap today's conversation. I recommend you guys check out the sports executive program and that you connect with Tomer. He's a great guy. I want to thank you, Tomer, so much for your time and your insights on sports technology, the Israeli market, Israeli technology and Coliseum in general. It was great to host you and I hope that we can meet up soon in real life. But for now, thank you so much for coming to the Halftime Snacks. Before you leave, I want to thank you for listening. To hear this or any other halftime snack, check out the full archive on my website, which you can find on the show notes. See you next week!